You're listening to Turning Point, a Kern University podcast for students by students. My name is Athena Hillman, and today we're talking about Ramadan, which is Islam's holiest month and what it means to us as Muslim students. Today I'm joined by Muhammad Ali, a science and engineering student here at Kern. We'll be discussing what Ramadan means to us and addressing some misconceptions that come with it. My name is Muhammad Ali. I'm 22 years old. I study electrical engineering at Curtin, doing a bachelor's right now. I'm originally from India. I moved down here about four years ago to pursue my engineering. I know that you are a Muslim student as well. How does it feel fasting here in Australia compared to India? It is a really different experience because back in India, especially where I'm from in India, the majority of the people there are Muslims. So it's commonplace for us to be fasting because everyone else is doing it as well. So you don't really feel the difference or a different, you know, kind of thing that you're doing. But here in Australia, you don't have that sort of majority. So that does feel a bit different. But in these years that I've been fasting, that I've been here, I haven't really noticed anything, you know, against me. Or there's been people that I've been working with, my friends, my, you know, fellow peers, they've all been really supportive and they understand that I'm fasting. Even though they don't have to do it, they are sort of careful around eating near me or drinking or when I'm fasting. So that that's really supportive and I really, really appreciate that. I'm really grateful that you do have a lot of friends around you who are really supportive like that. Do you find that you're missing your family a little bit more? Because I don't know if many listeners know this, but when we have Ramadan, it's not just about fasting from you know sundown till sunset. It's about also, you know, eating beforehand, eating at like 4, 5 a.m. And normally it's like a family affair, you know, like you're there surrounded by your family. And it's like one of the only times in the whole year where you really get together with your family and share this experience. So do you feel like being so far away from your family, is that is that making you like miss them a little bit more, just the, the traditions that you've had over the years? It absolutely does make me miss them a lot. As you said, Ramadan is not just, you know, fasting from, you know, sunrise to sunset. It's about, you know, being with your family, doing all those traditions, eating. And as I said, food, again, is one of the major things that happens. So you sit down together with your family during, you know, when you're breaking your fast. There's, you know, loads of meals that you have. So it's all that connection that I sort of miss but I've had the chance and opportunity to, you know, share that with my friends as well, because some of the, some of my mates are Muslims and we've, you know, break our fast together to sort of, you know, replicate what we miss back home. So that is a really good thing that I have. Um, and I've also got my extended family here that I sometimes visit and, you know, break my fast with them. So I've got that bit there. Uh, but I obviously do miss my uh, family. And yeah, it's it, it really is about, you know, those traditions, those the, the food that we share, um, and all of that, just, you know, it's a combination of all of that and not just fasting. So yeah, that definitely is what I'm missing. I think people don't really realise that Ramadan is such a well-rounded experience for a lot of Muslims. You know, there is a billion of us around the world. It's not just one person or it's not like just someone from Middle East. It's actually people around your neighbourhood. That's I think that's something that people don't realise as well. Absolutely, yeah. There's there's Muslims all over the place. You could have Muslims in, in the US, in India, in Pakistan, um, in the Middle East, obviously. And then you, they, they're spread around different places as well. So you could have an Indian like me here in Australia fasting, but you could have Australians that are living here fasting as well. So yeah, Muslims are definitely all spread out in different countries, different cities. It's a huge family that we have spread around the whole world. 
So we kind of touched on it a little bit, but I was just wondering what Ramadan means to you. What does this holy month mean for you? So Ramadan to me is not just about fasting. To me, it is a way of, you know, connecting spiritually to my God. So there is this month that I get to have where not only am I fasting, but also I get a chance to sort of realize what it is to be like a poor person or a person who is in need, who doesn't have the the food or the amenities that I enjoy on a daily basis. So it gives me a chance to reflect back on those, to be grateful of the blessings that I have, you know, that sense of gratitude that you get because you're fasting the whole day and you sort of come to a realization that this is a reality, an everyday reality for a lot of people. In different countries, it doesn't have to be the poor countries. Because when you think about, you know, poor people, you just, you know, picture a poor country. But it could be anywhere. It could be here in Australia that people are struggling. There's the rental crisis. There's, you know, a food crisis that goes on in every country. So when you do fast, you sort of come to this realization that you have been blessed with a lot of things. And that connects you to your God. And, you know, you tend to be more grateful to, for your blessings. And that there's just that gratitude and um, you know, spiritual connection that Ramadan brings in. I think a lot of people, like you said, don't understand that it's not just about fasting. One of the things you also can't do is you're not really meant to be angry at people. You're meant to be letting those things go, things that I guess not letting the anger go, but as in things shouldn't worry you too much to the point where you start hating someone. And that's one of the things that Ramadan teaches us is to be kind and to be patient. And um, I remember it's actually a pretty funny story when I was younger and it was Ramadan, I made a really big mistake with my dad. He told me to throw away like a spare tire from my car. And I didn't realize that tires, when you mean tire, the middle bit that's metal is not a tire. That's like the another part. I don't know what it's called. It's like it's a, a rim. Yeah, it's a rim. That's it. And he told me to throw out the tire. So I was like, cool, this is a tire. Cause when you buy a tire, that's what the photo comes with. Yeah. So I threw out the right tire and the rim. And this is on a very expensive Skyline. It was a GTR Skyline and I threw one of the rims. And okay. my dad, I have never seen him take such a long breath. If that wasn't Ramadan, he would have whooped my ass. But because it wasn't, he just had to take it in and go, okay, it happened, yeah. that's okay. And I thought, oh man, like to be able to withhold like anger or annoyance is is such a powerful thing. And I don't think people realise just how great it is to be able to really reflect on that month and go, I didn't let those things bother me. This is amazing because it didn't because now I'm more at peace with myself. Yeah. So it's that taking those times. It's not just about not eating or drinking. And I think one of the things as well, like when people think it's like not eating and drinking, they don't realize that it's not just it's just not about that. It's not just about food. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely, you're definitely right. It's about that self control that you need to have that you need to sort of develop during this month. And it's not it's not supposed to be just for this month. This is sort of your your way to practice that and put that into practice for your daily life after the after Ramadan as well. So that's sort of self-control, you know, letting things go, not making them a huge fuss. You know, th things can go wrong all the time. Like you said, you threw away the whole tire. I mean, I would be upset about that because those are expensive. <laughs> Because, I mean, but to be fair, you don't really, you know, let that things hold you back. 
because you need to have that self-control and that is what Ramadan is about. It's not just fasting as you said. It's not just, you know, staying hungry or staying thirsty. There's all of those things that you need to, you know, imbibe in yourself and sort of practice those in your daily life. So you touched on it earlier where you said if you're fasting in India, your family and friends are probably going to be fasting around you and how different it is to fast here in Australia where we're probably not going to be surrounded by people who do. At least, you know, when you're going to uni and work, it, it's not everyone is Muslim. So how do you deal with, I guess, still going to work and still studying but not being able to eat or drink during the day? Like how do you – do you get tired? Do you get headaches? Like how, how are you dealing with that? Um, that's a really good question because – you don't, you're not in an environment where everyone is doing what you're doing. So you're, not everyone is fasting, as you said, because we're not a majority here. Then there's that thing where, you know, everyone's going on about their lives. So we've got breaks, people are eating their lunch, having their drinks and whatever. You can't do that. So again, that's that bit of, you know, self-control that you need to sort of bring in to say, oh, okay, I'm fasting, so I can't have that. So you need to sort of, you know, take a step back and be like, okay, I need to you know, have this self-control and not, you know, try and indulge into eating or drinking, even though I know I'm fasting. So it is quite different. And yeah, it, it does become difficult sometimes, especially when you have back-to-back classes um, on a day and you're fasting. It gets difficult because you're not having anything to drink or eat between classes and it gets a bit hectic. But at the end of the day, you're going to break the fast and you know that. So you sort of have that goal, you know, you're going to get to the end of the day going to break your fast and have a good meal. So you sort of just have to power through the day and it definitely gets difficult sometimes like when you have assessments coming up or you have an exam that you need to study really hard for, but you still need to power through because at the end of the day, as I said, you're going to break the fast and you you sort of gain that strength because it's all in your head, right? Um, If you have decided that you're going to do it, you will do it. But if you sort of doubt yourself from the beginning, like, oh, I don't know, you know, I've got an exam, I don't know, I'll, maybe I'll not fast or something like that, it's not going to work out. You probably have to break your fast during the day or something. You're not going to, you know, power through the day. So it's all in your head. You can do it. If you think you can do it, you will do it. I think also it just needs to be said as well that if you're ill or if you can't do it, if you physically cannot, then you don't have to fast. It's oh, absolutely. Not, yeah. I think a lot of people think everyone has to fast and I'm thinking – if you're mentally ill, if you're physically ill, if there's just something where you can't, there is absolute forgiveness for that. It's not about making it. It's not about making people suffer. It's literally a month just to be closer to God. So, I think that's something that the next question that I was going to lead into is, what are some of the misconceptions you think you have come across being a Muslim? That is definitely a really good point. So, you know, Islam is not about you know you know imposing rules on you that you have to do this, you have to do that, or you go to hell. That's not what it is. You know, there's a lot of um, relaxation of rules around when you're sick or, you know, when women are going through their menstruation cycles. They don't have to fast. So it's that thing, that misconception that people might have sometimes, that, you know, you have to fast because you're a Muslim. That's not the case. If you're sick or if you're travelling, because when you're travelling, you do need to, you know, have those the food or the drink because you're going to be traveling for a long period and you can't, there's no way for you to know when you will be able to break your fast or anything. So there's those, you know, relaxations, I would say, or leniencies that are there so that you can still practice your religion, but also have that, you know, sort of, I would say, 
a way for you to, you know, just power through things. Some of the other misconceptions that I've come across is, you know, people think that when it's when you're fasting for the whole month, that you can't eat anything like for the 30 days. You're definitely not going to do that. It's just between sunrise and sunset. So you're still allowed to eat after you've broken your fast at sunset. I know there's a lot of misinformation about that sometimes. And that is one of the things that I've come across. Apart from that, you know, I think another thing that, that I've come across is, as you mentioned, people think that you have to fast, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter what you're going through. You have to fast. That's not the case. I think those are the two things that I've come across quite often that people misunderstand. Another thing is that when people are fasting, they can't drink either because I've seen people or people that have come up to me and be like, oh, you're fasting, but you can definitely drink something, right? But no, that's not the case. You're not supposed to drink or eat anything during the day. I think it's also just a lot of, like you said, the travelling. I don't think people realise that if you're travelling from one place to another place and it's, say, Perth to Sydney, that's a big journey. So, of course, you're not going to be made to fast. Like, I think people also don't realise about if you are pregnant and you can't fast or if you're menstruating. And some people think it's okay to ask people, like, why are you not fasting? And I think that is, that's a very, I find that very intrusive because I think when I fast, it's my, for my own self. It's fasting because I want to be closer to God. I want to be closer to my family. I want to experience this month. So if I'm not fasting, there's a reason why. And I don't feel like people need to ask that. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm not even just saying this from people who aren't Muslim. I'm saying this from the Muslim community, you know. Lots of them will, well, I wouldn't say lots, but there are there are some people there who feel, I don't know, that it's their job to police this sort yeah. of. And, and I just really want to put it out there that most Muslims are not like that. You know, this month is all about being closer to everyone, mm. appreciating my Muslim brothers and sisters. This month is not about me judging or placing judgment or making myself feel better or, um, you know, making myself be the holy one. It's so it's so much more about just being understanding and being empathetical. And for me, my misconception, I feel people like to say, why would you fast? You know, there's so much food out there, so much water. You're wasting it by not eating it in that <laughs> month. I, I, I'm assuming by your laughter yeah. that you've heard this. Yeah, I've heard that. And I always used to think, yeah, mom, what the hell? You know, and I was younger back then. Mm. But it's not about that. Like, it's all about knowing how much you have, realising how lucky you are to Absolutely. have food, have yeah. shelter, have water, when many people around the world don't have that. And it's all about the appreciation, knowing how appreciative you are of the life that you have and feeling how it feels like to not have anything. So that for me was very – that's a big misconception, I think, that we have around the whole Ramadan issue. Yeah. So at the end of Ramadan, we have what's called Eid, which is happening on Monday and or Tuesday, depending on how people view the moon. What are some of the things you're looking forward to for Eid? Oh, Eid is, I think, the best day. So you have completed 29 or 30 days, whatever, depends on the moon sightings, um, of fasting. And you sort of want to celebrate that, right? You want to bring it to an end. And it's that day you where you celebrate with your family, with your friends. There's lots of food. There's people coming to meet you. Um, little kids get their money as, you know, we call it ED. Um, it's, it's really a really fun time where everybody comes together 
and celebrates that one month of fasting. And I really look forward to that, you know, the food that we're going to get, the people that we meet. Um, there's going to be different programs that people, you know, organize and attend. Um, there's carnivals that go on. Um, yeah, it's just that whole experience that you get out of that day. I really look forward to that. I think that's one of my best days as well because that's when my whole family gets together. That's when my mum makes a gigantic feast. Oh, absolutely. And it's just about eating all this amazing food. In, in Indonesia, we used to – that's where I'm from. So when we would celebrate eat together, we'd go around to all of our family's houses to ask for forgiveness. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't understand is Eid and Ramadan. At the end of it, you're asking people to just forgive you. You're asking them to forgive you for – any of the things that you may have done, whether on purpose or not, and to start fresh and new. And yep. to, and that's, for me, something really beautiful because I've seen people who haven't spoken to each other in months, but then at Eid, they're like, ah, we'll let it go. It's all right. Like, you, you're, yeah. you know, you're family. So it's a it's something that people don't know about as well, that that's what we do. You know, that's when you start forgiving. And that um, there's all these things like they don't know about zakat. Yes. You know, yeah. Some of the, that whatever you earn is not actually yours. So the income that you have, there's a percentage of it that must be given to people who are in need. And that's something that we need to be doing and especially highlighted in Ramadan. Um, and if you miss several days for not fasting due to various reasons, then you sort of owe money to people who are less fortunate. I just want to say thank you so much for being here today. Thank really so appreciate talking me. to you. Ramadan is an amazing month where we get to be together and Eid is just a celebration to culminate it. But absolutely. I do want to absolutely recognise that Ramadan and Eid can be quite bittersweet and painful to a lot of people. A lot of people may be living in countries where they're not allowed to celebrate or become Muslims and fast, you know, and yeah. there's also people who have been ostracised because of their beliefs or because because of their beliefs or because of their sexuality. And I just want to give a shout out to all the Muslim LGBTIQ community. Like they're my brothers and sisters and we love them, but we can acknowledge that it's a really hard time for them. Absolutely. I just want to say thank you so much for coming on board. And I hope anyone that's listening to this can sort of get an insight to what Ramadan is about yeah. and be able to understand it and know that this is something that happens for us every year. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope they can learn just a little bit. And thank you so much for having me here. This podcast celebrates the end of Ramadan with Eid, which just so happens to fall on this day. Happy Eid to our fellow Muslim brothers and sisters, and we hope you had a great Ramadan. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts.